the book of Isaiah, will be in Isaiah chapter number 40, Isaiah chapter number 40, and it's always good to be in church on a Sunday morning and enjoy the fellowship and of course the music and the preaching of the Word of God, and uh, uh, it has already become obvious to me that uh, there seems to be a theme this morning in, from the congregational hymns to the special music. Uh, and then even the message this morning uh, ties right into uh, the mood that has already been set. And I, I, it reminds me that God knew you'd be here. He knew I'd be here today. He knows what's on every heart and every mind. And I look forward to seeing what God has for us in His Word this morning. Isaiah chapter number 40. We're going to look at the end of the chapter beginning with verse number 28. Uh, we'll begin with verse number 28, and we'll read down through verse number 31. Uh, the Bible says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Four uh, very uh, powerful verses of Scripture, uh, packed full of so many wonderful truths. This morning, I want to use this text to... I preach this message, the key to continuing. The key to continuing. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that as we look into your word this morning, may the Spirit of God be our teacher, be our instructor. Father, I pray that the, the truths that are presented this morning, uh, may we grasp a hold of them, may we be reminded of them. Uh, while there will be no, uh, nothing complicated uh, presented this morning, but these are just the everlasting truths of the Word of God that we can depend on, uh, that we can uh, lean on. And Father, may it remind us of our responsibility of continuing, our responsibility of faithfulness. We ask that your hand uh, be on the service this morning. May your will be done in each and every way. If there's someone unsure of their eternity, may they get that settled today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we think of the key to continuing, I have discovered in uh, the years that I've lived in my Christian life that uh, much of success in the Christian life is just not quitting. Much of success in the Christian life is just never giving up. Much of the success of the Christian life is just showing up uh, where you're supposed to show up, when you're supposed to show up, and that's more important than even how you show up. It's important that we understand that there is a, uh, we as Christians must determine to just continue. I, I commend you for your faithfulness. I commend the Emmanuel Baptist Church and all the different moves that we have made and just continuing to, to serve the Lord and do what the Lord would have us to do. So many in the building this morning in front of me and the choir behind me have served the Lord faithfully for decades. I didn't say you did it perfectly. I didn't say you always were in the right mood, in the right spirit, but you continued. You continued to uh, be where you're supposed to be and do what you're supposed to do. And much of the Christian life is just being faithful. That's why when you study the Word of God, God puts a premium 
on faithfulness. God blesses faithfulness. If you hear nothing else this morning, hear this. God doesn't bless your talent. He will bless you when you're faithful to use your talent. But God blesses faithfulness. Uh, You may not have talents that other people have, but you can be where you're supposed to be. You can do what you're supposed to do. You can just determine not to give up. Uh, The book of Isaiah is a wonderful book of the Bible. Chapter number 40 is is a chapter so full of so many truths. It is a chapter of comfort for the people of God. It's a chapter reminding us of who God is. The fact that He is a faithful God. We are reminded of the faithfulness of God. It would do us all well uh, when man reminds us how unfaithful he is that we're reminded how faithful God is. Uh, We have a faithful God. Uh, He will not prevent us from difficult times in our life. We could all testify to that. Uh, We could all give testimony of trials that have entered our life, of difficulties that we have encountered, of burdens that God has seen fit to allow us to bear. None of us are exempt from the hardships of life. He never promises us that He will prevent difficulty to enter into our life. As a matter of fact, our Lord taught His disciples the opposite, that difficulty would come into our life. And the more that we wanted to serve Him and follow Him, the more difficulty that would actually enter into our life. He never has promised us, child of God today, when a difficulty enters your life, when something unexpected comes, don't look at God and get angry at God. He never told us He would prevent it. But what He has promised us is that He'd be faithful. What He has promised us is He'll be true. What He has promised us that even when we're not aware of His presence, we can be assured by the Word of God that He is near that He is with us. As we look into our text this morning, the end of chapter number 40, there are several statements I want to make this morning. And then at the end of the message, uh, the the last truth that I'll mention, I want us to grasp the key to continuing. Friend, this morning, before we get into the outline, let me just challenge you again. Just determine to be faithful. Just determine to to continue on. That statement that I may often, some of you are grasping a hold of it even today. You don't always have to thrive, but you just want to try and survive. Much of the Christian life is just getting through the difficulty that you're dealing with, and we just need to make up our mind. Can you imagine what would happen if Christians all over our city, Christians all over our nation, Christians all over the world, just determine when burdens come, they're going to press on. Just determine when difficulties come, they're not going to quit. Just determine that as trials entered into their life, they're just going to keep their eyes on the Lord and just be where they're supposed to be, doing to the best of their ability the things that they're supposed to do. I want us to notice in verse 28, let's read this verse again. I love this verse of Scripture. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no such searching of His understanding. 
The first thing I'll mention to you this morning is this. If you want to continue, you need to remember who He is. I believe we need a reminder in our churches today of who the God we serve is. I think we need a reminder in our Christian homes today of of being reminded of who God is. You've never carried a burden that's bigger than God. You've never had a weakness that God cannot overcome. You've never entered a trial, a season of testing and trial and grief and heartache and sorrow that will will stump God of how to give you comfort. No, we have a God who's above it all. I think the scripture could and is asking all of us a question. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? Oftentimes we as people with all of our problems. And don't be so surprised this morning that I mentioned to you that we all have problems. We all have problems. Uh, sometimes I think we need to be reminded what verse 28 says and ask ourselves the question, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? Sometimes this is a good verse for God's people. We voice our frustration. We make our complaints. We shed our tears. We wonder how it's going to end. Could we turn to verse number 28 of Isaiah chapter 40 and have the Spirit of God ask us the question, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? Maybe you haven't heard from the pages of Scripture how big God is. Maybe you've forgotten who God is that we serve. Look at what the verse reminds us of. That the everlasting God, your God, my God, our heavenly Father is an everlasting God. There's never been a beginning. There'll never be an ending. God is everlasting. That gives me hope and encouragement this morning as I thumb through the pages of the Old Testament and read of all that God has done And all the times that God interceded, if He's an everlasting God, that God with all of His power, with all of His might, is still the same God today. And He has not lost any power. He has not lost any might. He has not lost any any of the greatness about Him. Sometimes we act like we have forgotten that we have an everlasting God. Sometimes we as Christians, we think that when we got our problem, we had our difficulty, it's just God ran out of power right before we got to Him. Hast thou not heard? Hast thou not known? Can we be reminded this morning and say, well, Pastor, I, I don't need this today. The day's coming. You will need it. A phone call could change your, your life this afternoon, and you're going to need to be reminded and oh, if the words, when we enter our season of trial, our testing, of not understanding, would the, would the words of the prophet Isaiah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, ring in our minds, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, we have an everlasting God. God's been for you in the past, He'll be there for you today. If He's here for you today, and He is, He'll be there for you in the future. The verse of Scripture continues that the everlasting God, the Lord, my God, rules and reigns. 
my God doesn't share the throne with anyone. It doesn't matter how much the philosophy of this world tries to get us to coexist. How can an almighty and a sovereign God exist with the other gods that don't exist? He's the Lord. You know what that reminds me of? That nothing catches God by surprise. He's the Lord. Your medical diagnosis didn't catch God off guard. Because a sovereign God has the sign off on it. The season of suffering that you enter doesn't surprise God. Because He's the Lord. He is sovereign. And sometimes we need a reminder, don't we church? We need a reminder that what we are dealing with and what we go through, God knows all about it. I, like you, have been surprised at news. I, like you, have been shocked at the word that has been given and things that have entered into my own life. But can I tell you, one person who's never been surprised by any circumstance of any of his children is the Lord. If God knows all about it, he knows exactly how to give us the strength that we need. That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Can we be reminded this morning... Everything exists, that exists, exists by the hand of our God. There's nothing that exists that God did not create. He's your creator. He's my creator. If he loved me enough to give me life, he'll love me enough to stay with me through this life. But have we not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, look at what your Bible says, fainteth not, neither is weary. Christian, have you ever encountered a season in your life, have you ever encountered a time in your life when it just became very, very obvious that, that your strength, you're running empty? The answers, life demands answers. You don't have any. Have we forgotten, though, that we have a God who never gets tired? Who never gets weary? One that never faints in a day of adversity. One that never, he's incapable of not coming through. He fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Boy, this morning, if we accomplish nothing else, and if we want to continue in our Christian life, if continuing is key to to being a success in our Christian life, is just being faithful, and we grasp the key to continue, if we want to continue, if we just want to be faithful, and I hope that's our goal this morning, and certainly the older I get, the longer I'm in the ministry, that is my desire, is just to to continue on. My desire is in the day of adversity that, that my strength will not be small, that through the power of God we can continue on, and as a church, no matter what we face and no matter how this world changes, we're just going to stay faithful 
to the Word of God, to the things of God. I believe that sometimes we wouldn't be as discouraged as we get. I believe there's Christians that would not quit if they'd just be reminded of who God is. This morning, you don't serve a pastor. You don't serve a group of people in their church. You serve the Almighty God. You serve the God who created all things. And and while you have people who care, and I can tell you, if I could open my heart and show you my heart, I would show you that I do care about you. I do love you. I do pray for you. But well beyond uh, uh, where my strength runs out, well beyond where my compassion runs out, There's a God who created all things. He never faints. He never fails. And I believe that we can continue on if we just be reminded of who He is. We see number two this morning. In verse number 29. He giveth power to the faint. Them that have no might, He increaseth strength. The second statement I'll make is this. Be ready to get it. You have to need it to get it. You have to need it to get it. Who does he give power to? Those that already have power? No, to the faint. Who does he give power to? Them that have no might. He increases their strength. So friend, if we really want to know the power of God, God has to put us in a place where we have to have it. If we really want to know what it's like for God to comfort us, we have to be grieving. If we really want to know what it's like for His strength to sustain us, then we have to be weak and experience weakness. See, in order to be dependent on Him, we've got to need Him. And God is going to put His children in a place where our strength is not enough this morning. If you walked in the church doors and you said, I can't carry this burden anymore, I've got great news for you. You're exactly the one God is looking for to increase your strength through His strength. If this morning you feel like you're at the end of your rope, you don't know what you're going to do, you don't know how you're going to do it, you're weary and well-doing this morning, let me remind you what the Scripture tells us. If you're going to continue and God is going to provide you the strength, the only way you can get it is got to need it. This verse of Scripture parallels with 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Thy grace is sufficient for thee. We can't experience the grace of God until we need the grace of God. And Christians, this would change our mentality. This would change our viewpoint if we stop looking at our weakness as a hindrance. But as our weakness as an opportunity for us to depend on God and for God to show us that His strength is enough. This morning, there's a lot of those who are in their own power looking for the power of God and they'll never find it. Because you've got to need it to have it. Christian, I would caution you to the degree of 
you want to know God in a greater way, you need to count the cost and understand what you're asking. Because the only way to know God in a greater way is for your weakness to be greater. Because that's who God is giving the strength to. That's who God is giving the power to. You have to need it to get it. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. Often I've heard as a pastor, pastor, I just can't go on. I just don't know how much longer. And a lot of times it's just like, well, let me check with you tomorrow. Let me check with me next week and let's talk again. I don't have an answer for you. And you know what happens? The 24 hours turns into 48 hours. The 48 turns into 72, turns into 7 days, turns into 30 days. And in our weakness, we find that the strength of God will sustain us. We have no might of our own. So that's when the power of God is evident this morning. And so if we are going to continue, we need to understand in order to have the power of God, in order to have the strength of God, you've got to need it. I believe God is going to put every one of his children at some point in their life, at some point in their Christian life, in a situation where they don't have an answer. And and Christians, listen very carefully. A lot of our personalities are such that we think we're supposed to have all the answers. Now, it may or may not apply more to women or men. I'll just... Let that just float out there. But let me remind you, you not having the answer in a situation in your life, very well just may be, God's got the answer. His ways are above our ways. Let me say thirdly this morning, verse number 30, even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. On the hills of number two, you have to need it to get it. This ties right into it. Thirdly, human strength and ability is never enough. It's not about what you can do. We put such a premium in this world on talent. And if God has given us talent, he gave it to us to use for his honor and glory. But you don't have to have talent for God to use you to his honor and glory. Because we're reminded that even the youths, the young, when I find myself something you hear your whole life and then you get to an age and you're starting to say the things you used to hear. Anybody else know what that's like? I wish I had all the energy that they have. You know, you, you started out saying it to the little kids, and now you're looking at those in their 50s saying, I wish I had all the energy that they had. I don't, I'm not sure what that says about where you're at in life, but you see these kids run, run, run without any energy. I mean, without any stop. It's like if I could bottle that. How many of you have heard this or said this? If I could bottle that up and sell it, I could make a lot of money. And they'll go, and they'll go, and they'll go, and they'll go, and they'll go. You know, you get a, you get a six, seven, eight-year-old boy, I don't need a nap. Naps are for babies. 
Don't raise your hand, but how many of you are looking home, looking forward to getting home after taking your nap? You got up this morning saying, five more hours and I get to take a nap. <laughs> well, then you think, God, I don't need a nap. That's for babies. And they go and they go and they go and they go. Eight o'clock comes and they fall on the floor and they're out. Because even their strength and their energy runs out. Your strength is never going to be enough. You're never going to have enough wisdom. You're never going to have enough strength. It's always going to fail. We have to have, you want to continue? Don't depend on you. You want to be faithful? New Christians, you've been saved less than five years. You've been saved less than 12 months. Some are just starting to get involved in church and the things of God. Hey, I, I want to go all the way. I want to be faithful. When the Lord calls me home, I want to be serving Him. If the Lord were to return, I want to be faithfully serving Him as He would have me serve Him. Then don't depend on your wisdom. Don't depend on your knowledge because somewhere along the way, life is going to give you something you can't figure out. Life's going to give you something that you can't depend on your own strength. You're going to have to have Him. Human strength and ability is never enough. Get, get this. You need God. Young, young, young Teenagers and young adults, it doesn't matter how much wisdom you, this world gives you. It doesn't matter how much education you get in this world. There will never be a day when you don't need God. Hey, new parents, read all the books you want to read on, on rearing your children. But let me just tell you this morning, you need God. There will come something you didn't think for, about and you didn't plan for. You're going to need God because human strength and ability is never enough. Get to verse 31. All three of the things that I've mentioned are important in, in order for us to continue and continue to be faithful. We must remember who God is. You have to need, God's going to put you in situations where you have to need Him. We can't depend on our human strength and ability. It's never going to be enough. But notice verse 31, And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, that shall mount up with wings as eagles, that shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I want you to pay close attention to the first phrase of verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord, the, the scripture tells us that they're going to, they'll renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. It seems to be a contradiction because in verse number 30, we're told that even the youth are going to get weary. But now we're told that we have the ability to renew our strength. We should mount up with wings as eagles. We shall run and not be weary, and we shall walk and not faint. So obviously, the first part of verse 31 is very key to us continuing. Key to us staying faithful. Key to us not falling by the wayside in the midst of adversity. But they that wait upon the Lord... And, and, and here's the key. It's simply waiting and depending on God. Now let me tell you what that does not mean before I tell you what it does mean. 
it does not mean that you sit back and do nothing and wait for God to intercede. That's not what that means. This morning on a Sunday morning, I'm afraid there are too many Christians who are facing adversity, who are facing trials, who are sitting at home waiting on God to change the circumstances. Waiting on, well, I'm going to pull back and I'm just going to sit and wait on Him. No, we, we have to be patient when it comes to waiting on our God. We have to always be to a place where we don't take matters into our own hands. But it does not mean that we sit back and do nothing. What it does mean is you continue moving forward. You continue doing what you know to do while you wait on God's intervention. It's not complicated. It's really pretty simple, and it's good for us to be reminded. There are going to be times in our life, and you may be facing some of them this very day, when you're going to need the intervention of God. That's not when you pull back. That's not when you push away from the Word of God. That's not when you say, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to back out of everything and let God intervene. It does not mean that you do nothing. It means that you continue to serve as you ought to serve while you're waiting for God to intervene. See, note, what I want you to notice from verse 28 and verse 29 and verse 30 and the verse 31, when we get that promise that those that wait upon the Lord, what wonderful encouragement. Their strength shall be renewed. I lost it. Now I've got it again. <clears throat> they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Boy, think about that. I'm going to run and not even get tired. Walk and not faint. I can walk in my Christian life and not fall by the wayside, not faint, not quit. What promises? But nowhere in there, are you with me this morning? Nowhere in this verse of Scripture will you find a change of circumstances. God does not change the circumstances when He gives the promise. Don't miss this. I'm afraid there are a lot of Christians who you're waiting for God to change the circumstances instead of waiting on God. God may never, He may never change the circumstances. Now, we know we have a God who's capable of changing the circumstances. And if he so chooses, glory to God. But the promise does not hinge on your health getting better. The promise does not hinge, wait for it, on your broken heart being mended. The promise never hinges on all of a sudden the problems being taken out of your life. And I'm afraid too many Christians look at this thought and say, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to fold my arms and I am waiting on God to change the circumstances in my life. That's not the context of the Scripture. That is not the key to continuing. The key to you being faithful and finishing your course Finishing your race, being faithful all the way to the end is not dependent 
on God changing the circumstances that you're dealing with. And there are too many Christians that are pulling back in their Christian life and say, God, when you change this, then I can get back to serving you. When you heal me, then I can get back to serving you. When you mend my broken heart, then I can continue serving you. When you give me all of my physical strength back, then I can do the things that I feel like I should do. That is not what the Scripture tells us. No matter what the circumstance, we have a God who's above all things. He's the Lord. He's the Creator of all things. He is the one that has promised our strength in the day that we need it. And we have the promise of Scripture that we'll have renewed strength. We'll run and not be weary. We've got to wait on the Lord. Not wait for our circumstances to change. The key to continuing, the key to being faithful to the end is just to keep doing what you should do to the best of the ability that you have to do it. Your health may change, and you may not be able to do everything that you used to be able to do, but you can still serve. You can still pray. You don't have to be depressed and discouraged 24-7. The key, too many wait on the change of circumstances. What if God never changes your circumstances? Do we really believe that God is going to take his children and shelf them with no ability to serve him? I don't believe that at all. God may put his children in circumstances where they can't do what they have a desire to do or can't do what they once did, but you can always pray. You can always give honor in the circumstances to him by the way you handle the circumstances you're in. But there are too many, and that's where that root of bitterness gets planted. They say, well, well, I'm just going to wait until God changes everything. He just may not change your circumstances. But thanks be to God this morning, the key to our continuing does not hinge on the circumstances ever being changed. If God does not change your circumstances, He's still sovereign. If God does not change your circumstances, He's still a good God. If God does not mend your broken heart, give you your health back, intercede in a situation of a burden that you're carrying, if He never lifts the load off of your shoulders... He's still a good God, worthy of praise, worthy of serving. And it's not, uh, the Bible does never gives us the command to quit everything, to push back. And God, I'm just going to sit back, wait, get spiritually lazy, wait for you to change my circumstances. No, we're to wait on the Lord, meaning we serve continually. I might not can do what I once did, but I can still do something. I might be limited now in, my, in what I can do, but I can still bring honor and glory to His name. And we wait on Him, and we wait on Him. And if you choose to intercede, that verse, that promise, that key has nothing to do with circumstances changing. But the promise is, if you'll keep running, you'll go further than you ever thought you could go. You keep running. 
not get weary like you thought you would get. If you keep pressing on, I'll renew your strength. Sometimes the spiritual burden is so heavy. The spiritual battle is so real. We come to the end of the day and we've got nothing. Or sometimes we come to 1 o'clock in the afternoon and we've got nothing. Well, I got through today. You know what an amazing thing is? You get up the next day and you're surprised you made it through the day before. Well, what am I going to do today? What I know I'm supposed to do. And he'll renew my strength today. Live to be faithful today. The key is waiting on the Lord. This morning as we go to invitation, I believe that Christians all over the building, if you've never done this, you ought to in your own heart determine no matter what I'm dealing with today, I can still do what I know I'm supposed to do. I might be limited in some capacity, but I can still press on. So Christian, if you've never faced trials, adversity, you need to determine in your heart one of the, one of the greatest decisions, maybe the greatest decision I ever made outside of my own salvation as a very young man, I determined no matter what came my way, I would never quit. And I don't say that with pride or anything, but by the grace of God, if you'll just get up, you'll find He's there with you. If you'll get back on the starting block, you'll find He'll help you continue in the race. This morning, if you're here and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, that is the first thing, the most necessary thing that you need to get settled in your own life. What's going to happen with your eternal soul? And Christian, if God is capable of saving your soul for eternity, and He is, He's capable of giving you the strength you need to finish your journey. May we determine that we're going to wait on the Lord by continuing. Father, I pray this morning.